I was sure I could become the best of me in China as a ballerina. I didn't want to live and work abroad as a foreigner. Now, as director of the National Ballet of China, I represent 1.4 billion people when we go abroad to give performances. I'm honored and pleased to make a contribution to the development of ballet in China. 60-year-old Feng Ying is a world-renowned ballerina, choreographer, and artistic director. For about five decades, she has overcome one difficulty after another to pursue her dream of dancing. Since 2009, she has served as director of the National Ballet of China, the country's top ballet troupe. In this role, she has helped it to become a world-renowned performing troupe. In today's edition of Footprints, we tell the story of Feng Ying, China's dancing queen of ballet. At 60 years old, Feng Ying betrays no signs of old age in her appearance and manner. She is slim, elegant and graceful, with smooth moves. When we asked her what her secret was, this ballet artist said, it's all because of ballet. A ballet performer develops self-discipline from very early on in a career. A ballet performer should be light-footed on the stage, so she should avoid excessive eating, sleeping, or having too much fun. For me, I have gained this lifestyle, and it's natural that I have always been slim and nimble. In fact, Feng Ying began her lifelong association with ballet when she was just a little girl. In 1963, she was born into an ordinary family in the city of Harbin, northeast China's Heilongjiang province. Ever since she was a child, she has been fond of dancing. Even when she could barely walk, she would stand in front of the mirror, stretching her little hands and legs, just like dancing. At primary school, she was an active participant of singing, dancing and other extracurricular activities. In 1973, a dance school from Beijing came to her hometown scouting for talent. Tall and slim, Feng Ying, then only 10 years old, attracted the attention of the talent hunters. In the end, the school selected 18 little students. Feng was among them. In a group interview, only Feng and another student were asked to try on ballet shoes. This seemingly special treatment made the little girl feel proud but it later turned out to be a bad sign for her and her career. I was so excited and full of expectation at the moment when I was asked to try on the shoes. It's only after I came to the Beijing dance school that I learned the truth. The insteps of a ballet performer should be high and smooth, which is beautiful, but the insteps of my feet were not that high. According to the standards of today, I would not be recruited as a professional ballet trainee. Although Feng was not born with a pair of perfect ballet feet, she was still recruited by the Beijing Dance School, as the recruiters found that she was smart and hard-working, and that her tall and slim figure made up for the disadvantage. Eventually, Feng came to Beijing when she was 10 years old, excited and full of hope for her future as a ballerina. 
I still remember my first class at the dance school. My teachers taught us the very simple things, such as what ballet was. The feeling was different from when I was an amateur, dancing-loving child. Of course, my innate love for dance and performance helped me in my professional training. Although her innate love for dance helped her, the training was still strict and meticulous. I must do the dance according to the standards. For example, for one simple movement, I had to practice it again and again and again. It's a slow and painful process. I did it day after day. Sometimes the harsh and repetitive training proved unbearable for the little girl. The training was very dull and monotonous. I found it tough, even though I was passionate about dancing. Once I got distracted from the training, I was caught by my teacher and was ordered to get out and stand still as a punishment. Though sometimes mischievous, the little Feng Ying was smart and worked hard. She soon got used to the life and training at the Beijing Dance School. In 1978, Feng Ying was ready to graduate after five years of hard training at the school. She and her classmates began to rehearse their graduation work, Swan Lake. Created at the end of the 19th century, Swan Lake is one of the most famous ballets in the world. Swan Lake tells the tragic love story between Prince Siegfried and Princess Odette. One night, Prince Siegfried goes out hunting and chases a group of swans one of the swans transforms into a young and beautiful woman called Odette. Odette and her companions were turned into swans by the evil Baron von Rothbard. The spell can only be broken if someone who has never loved before swears an oath of undying love and promises to marry her. At a grand reception at the royal palace, Prince Siegfried chooses the most beautiful woman present, thinking she is Odette, but it turns out to be the daughter of the evil von Rothbart, Odile. The prince later realizes his mistake and tries to make up for it, but in vain. Finally, Prince Siegfried and Odette throw themselves into the lake. With their death, the evil baron's spell is broken. The roles of Odette, or the white swan, and Odile, or the black swan, are like two extremes. One is good, the other is evil. The two roles are usually played by the same ballerina, so the requirements for her are very high. For Feng Ying, it's also a great challenge. The decision to let Feng Ying play the double roles caused intense controversy among her teachers at the Beijing Dance School. Her teachers were divided over whether she could play the double roles of Odette and Odile in Swan Lake. The scene of her teachers arguing about this matter remains vivid in her mind more than 40 years later. At a review session for our graduation work, I overheard my teachers arguing as I carried chairs for them. I heard one teacher saying, Feng Ying really can't do it. Look at her waist. She will not make it for the role of Odile. But another teacher said, she surely will make it. She not only mastered the dancing skills, but also the essence of how to depict the roles with emotions. Their argument was really heated. Feeling awkward, I immediately walked away from the scene with my head held low. 
Feng, now a ballet teacher herself, says both sides of the argument were reasonable. To play the two roles of a debt and a deal, a ballerina must have outstanding dancing skills, the capability to move from one extreme of emotion to another, and most importantly, stamina. For the role of a debt, the character is youthful, pure and kind. Under an evil spell, her situation was tragic, weak and sad. But for the role of Odile, she is cunning and uses tricks to achieve her goals. One major challenge for a ballerina comes when she needs to depict the joys of Odile, when the villain grabs a feather in her hand, winning the trust of the prince. As Odile shows off, the ballerina has to speed up, rotating faster and faster. For Feng Ying, this could have proved challenging given one particular performance in her past. Once I fell down on stage, the incident happened during a student performance in my third year at the dance school. I was supposed to dance 16 circles, but I fell down only after about 8 circles. The incident prompted Feng to double down on her daily training and practice. When her fellow students only made 32 circles, for example, she would always double the number so as to solidify her firmness and capability in achieving the difficult dance moves. Fortunately, her hard work and improvement was noticed by some of her teachers, who insisted Feng Ying play the roles of Odette and Odile. Feng Ying didn't let them down. Her performance on stage won the applause of both her supportive teachers and those who previously doubted her capability. After graduating from the Beijing Dance School, Feng Ying started her career in 1980 as a professional ballerina at the National Ballet of China, the top ballet troupe in the country. The young artist was soon faced with combating her natural disadvantage. For a ballet student who has perfect ballet feet, she only needed to practice a move once, but I had to practice it five times. There was an extra triquetral bone in my feet. As a result, I was very painful in dancing. My feet were often swollen due to the extra bones. About two to seven people in 100 have the extra triquetral bones in their feet. The bones don't have an impact on their movement in their daily lives, but they prove to be a defect for athletes and dancers who must accomplish fierce movements with their feet. Feng Ying had to face such a defect head-on. She made a daring decision to have a medical operation on her feet to improve them. I consulted with doctors who advised me to remove the triquetral bones, but they couldn't make sure the operation would result in a pair of perfect ballet feet for me. But I still decided to go ahead with the operation. Even today, I still remember the feeling I had when I heard the sound of knocking as the doctors did the operation. It felt like knocking on the back of my head. It took at least six months for Feng Ying to recover from the medical operation. Unable to move freely and dance, she felt lonely and even helpless when her family was thousands of miles away. I couldn't dance on stage for the Swan Lake, as I had to recover from the medical operation. I felt sorry for myself and wondered whether I would ever be able to perform on stage as a shining ballerina. 
Fortunately, her colleagues came to her support and surrounded her with love and care. My teachers and colleagues cooked pig's feet for me, saying the food was good for my recovery. They took good care of me, just like my family would do for me. I was grateful to them. It made me feel that the National Ballet of China troupe was a big family of love. With that love and care, Feng Ying finally recovered from the medical operation to her feet. She came back to the stage with renewed passion. I like every character I play because I put a lot of effort into each of them. In 1982, Feng Ying was selected by the troupe to study for one year in the French capital, Paris. This overseas experience was an eye-opener for her. In addition to training in professional ballet, I received an education in painting, music, sculpture, stagecraft, fashion, and so on. That one-year study in Paris broadened my horizons. For a ballet dancer, her career would be greatly helped by her knowledge and sense in the broader artistic and cultural realms. After the one-year study ended, Feng Ying came back to China. As the prima ballerina of the National Ballet of China performing troupe, Feng Ying danced its whole repertoire, putting all her passion into every character she played. In 1986, she received an invitation from the National Opera of Paris, which asked her to be a guest artist and perform in the opera of Don Quixote. She accepted willingly and did a great job. Her performance won the recognition of the ballet artists in Paris. One French ballet troupe asked her to join them and stay in Paris, but she declined the job offer. I could stay in France, and I had a good job offer. But in my bones, I've never had that kind of thought of living abroad. No matter what, I must pursue my career and life in China. In the same year, Feng Ying and her fellow dancers from the National Ballet of China. Went to perform in the United States for the first time. Their performance tour lasted for 50 days and was praised by the U.S. media as a balletic dream journey. During their stay in the United States, Feng Ying further broadened her horizons. She came to interact with various dancers and artists from across the United States. Feng again received a job offer from one performing troupe in the United States. And again, she didn't take it up. Her decision was surprising at the time, when lots of Chinese chose to go abroad to pursue studies and careers in the 1980s and 1990s. Taking the National Ballet of China as an example, most of its leading performers went abroad. Only three stayed in China. Feng Ying was one of the three. I was sure I could become the best of me in China as a ballerina. I didn't want to live and work abroad as a foreigner. Now, as director of the National Ballet of China, I represent 1.4 billion people when we go abroad to give performances. I'm honored and pleased to make a contribution to the development of ballet in China. In 1992, Feng was 29 years old. Her career as a ballerina was to reach a climax. She was to play the heroine of the Red Detachment of Women, the first modern ballet in China, which had a successful debut in 
based on the film of the same name, The Red Detachment of Women, tells the story of a rural woman, Wu Zhonghua. Wu escaped a life of slavery and joins an all-female army battalion led by the Communist Party of China on Hainan Island, fighting the Kuomintang army in the early 1930s. Feng is the third-generation ballerina to play the heroine. It's not an easy job. To play the role, the ballerina's dance steps are more than just moves. She needs to explore the inner world of the musical and the role itself. In order to perform well, Feng kept practicing and sought tutoring from older artists. The performers who took part in both the film and ballet opera of the Red Detachment of Women still lived at the time. They coached me every step of the way about how to act on stage for the Red Detachment of Women. I was very fortunate. Feng Ying even redesigned the movements and added her own understanding to the character. Chunghua was the character I always dreamed of playing. But it was only in 1992 that I finally realized my dream of performing in the Red Detachment of Women. After discussing with the director, we made the character have more delicate emotions. For example, in the scene where she dances solo after the rain, she was beaten unconscious. The heavy rain was pouring. When she was awakened by the thunderstorm, how did she get up when she was powerless and injured? It's not possible to just stand up. In fact, you have to struggle because of the pain. When you reach out your hand, it should be like exploring something and asking in the heart, where should I go in this dark night? It should be expressed as weakly as possible. This classic ballet has been staged worldwide thousands of times and is still popular today. The ballet brought worldwide fame to Chinese ballet dancers when it was performed for the late US President Richard Nixon on his ice-breaking visit to China in February 1972. Nixon said the ballet reminded him of the slave liberation movement in the US. Since its premiere, it has been performed more than 4,000 times in the US, the UK, France, Spain, Austria and many other countries. Feng Ying says the red detachment of women is different from the stylized ballet. Ballerinas in shorts holding rifles with bayonets on stage brought a new and different outlook to the world of ballet. The red detachment of women is a symbol of Chinese ballet. Going forward, we as Chinese ballet artists must create our own works of ballet for the world. In 1996, at the age of 33, Feng Ying said farewell to the stage and became a ballet teacher. Her new role took some getting used to. It's cruel for an artist to end her artistic life on stage. The time is short for a ballerina to shine as a performer. For me, I was once a shining star ballerina on stage. But then, I had to work behind the scenes. I felt a sense of loss and frustration. It did take some time before Feng could get on track of her new role as a teacher. 
I often told myself that I was not able to dance on stage anymore. I gradually transformed my mind. I began to feel proud of my students and young colleagues when they succeeded on stage. As a teacher, I tried to figure out their shortcomings and help them improve. I was very strict with them. I even yelled at them during rehearsals or training. Feng poured her heart and soul into cultivating the young dancers in her troupe and felt happy whenever they did well on stage. Together with her colleagues, she trained a dozen dancers who all received gold prizes at major international ballet competitions. In 2009, Feng Ying began serving as the director of the National Ballet of China. To facilitate original creations, director Feng Ying has organized the Ballet Creative Workshop every year since 2010, training a group of talented ballet choreographers and presenting a dozen original modern works. Since then, the National Ballet of China has created a number of outstanding plays, including Chinese New Year, which is the Chinese version of The Nutcracker, and The Crane Calling, which tells a story of protecting cranes. In September 2015, the troupe premiered its original production, Crane Calling, at Beijing's Tianqiao Theatre. Crane Calling is about a woman who looked after cranes and sacrificed herself to save some cranes in a rainstorm. The idea of creating a ballet based on the story came to Feng Ying during her visit to her hometown in October 2008. Zhang Junxin, a ballet dancer and choreographer with the National Ballet of China, says Feng Ying played the crucial role in making the production of Crane Calling possible. Director Feng Yin has done a good job in laying the foundations and tutoring our performers for crane calling. Every time we create a new production, she gives us instructions and advice. With her support and instruction, the 2015 debut of crane calling was just possible. Since then, the performance of this ballet has been different every time. We made adjustments and tried to perfect it all the time. We want to make it a classic ballet. Under the leadership of Feng Ying, the National Ballet of China has been focusing on the creation of modern works while also polishing the classics. Now the troupe has over 200 works in their repertoire, receiving recognition both at home and overseas. Feng has said that ballet requires perfection and as a ballet artist, she may never achieve it, but she and her colleagues will always pursue that goal. With that, we conclude this edition of Footprints. Thanks for listening. I'm Bob Jones. If you're interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary people in China, follow us on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Just key in Footprints and you can find more stories anytime, anywhere. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.